Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 159. Today, I want to talk about something that was very foreign to me, coming from road running to trail running, and that is the use of a drop bag. I had no idea what that was. And I, it's likely that many of you guys, especially those of you that are first timers, have no idea what a drop bag is, what to do with it, what to put in it, where it goes, any of that stuff. So today we're just going to specifically talk about what to put in your drop bag because where to put it and how to make use of it is sort of race specific. So I want to give you some general guidelines about what to put in it so that you are best prepared for your race. So the first ultra race that I ever did was the Pineland Farms 50K up in Maine, and it was a looped course, and I could have access to one drop bag which was, as I recall, pretty close to the start finish area, but I had to go through that start finish area and the location of the drop bag a few times. The The nuance to this is, and you'll sort of see why I'm saying I can't give you specific guidelines about what and where, the nuance to that race was you could also get aid or have like your own little aid station set up in the start finish area. And I'll tell you a funny story. I actually didn't want, my husband Adam was was there with me, but I didn't want to get any aid from him. I didn't want to spend a lot of time there because it was my first race and I didn't, I knew myself enough to know that if things weren't going well, that it would be way too easy for me to quit um, if I if I were specifically going to him and that location to get my stuff. So I chose not to give him anything <laughs> and to put all of my stuff that I thought I might need into the drop bag, okay? So what I wanna do is share with you what to put in your bag, especially if you're a first timer. Now, just keep in mind as we're going through this, first of all, not all races allow drop bags. We actually have a couple ladies in the Run Your First 50K group for whom drop bags are not allowed at their key races. So just make sure you check ahead of time. You'll also wanna make a note of where on the course they will be and how many times you have access to them because it will factor into your choices about what you put in or don't put into that bag, okay? But if you are allowed, here are sort of a core list of things that I would recommend that you put in there. Another small caveat, some of this list is gonna be weather dependent. So I wouldn't necessarily think that you would need all of these things in every drop bag that you pack, okay? So the first thing is an extra pair of shoes. And you may not have any plans to change your shoes. You may not even need to change your shoes, but I'll tell you what, it is sure as shit nice to have an extra pair of shoes. <laughs> just in case. Even if they're your shitty shoes and you don't really uh, intend to run your race in them, it's always good to have an extra pair. You never know. What happens if you blow out an entire lace, like one of your shoelaces just explodes and there's no salvaging it, right? You just never know. Along with that, I sort of think these two things are one and the same, is uh, multiple pairs of clean, dry socks. 
okay? Because you can't have one without the other. Unless you're one of these weird people that runs trail races with no socks on. I haven't encountered many of them. It's mostly just people that are sort of either running barefoot or running in super minimalist shoes that go no socks. I personally wouldn't be able to do it. So power to those of you guys that can. But if you put extra shoes, you should sure shit have a couple extra pairs of socks to go along with it. All right, shoes and socks. Right along with that is foot care items. Stuff like extra um, trail toes or squirrels, nut butter, whatever sort of lubrication you'd like to use on your feet. Maybe it's toenail clippers or scissors and or tape like KT tape or Luco tape, which I talked about way back in the Tahoe 200 episode, stuff to take care of your feet. It's likely that aid stations will have this stuff, but depending on where this drop bag resides, you might want your own set of stuff in there. Next on my list is body care stuff like lip balm. I mean, I carry my lip balm on me because God forbid I'd be anywhere without a spare lip balm, but like sunscreen. Oftentimes I'll use trail toes to prevent wind burn on my face. So any stuff that you know you want and or need in order to take the best care of yourself to be proactive and reactive if stuff happens, that's the stuff that you're gonna wanna put in there, okay? I always carry a lip balm and a little, tiny little circular container of trail toes on me in my pack, should I need that, but it might be helpful to have extra stuff, okay? The worst, for all of this stuff, you guys, like the worst case scenario is you pack it up and you have it and you never need it, right? Like that would be the best case scenario, I should say, right? You. You go through the effort of packing it up and bringing it, but you don't actually need it. Worst case scenario is you need it and you don't have it, all right? Um, Sort of in the body care category is baby wipes. So if you do have foot issues and your feet are super dirty, you might want something to clean your feet off before you try and treat or take care of a blister or some chafing or whatever it is. If it's a super dirty race and you just want to clean your face, I've done this multiple times, like the dust and the silt or the dirt or the mud or whatever. Sometimes you just want a a little bit of a fresh wipe gives you a new perspective on the race. So I typically pull out a few wipes, put them in a Ziploc bag, throw them into my drop bag, or just take the whole damn container and throw that in there too. Um, this is the next little bit here is the weather dependent stuff like extra layers. So especially if it's going to be a cold race or if it's going to be a nighttime race where it has the, the, uh, opportunity to get colder, you might want some extra layers that could be anything from extra pants, extra shirt, hat, gloves, buff, you know, any of that stuff that's going to help keep you warm. Um, on the flip side of that, sun protection. So a hat, long sun sleeves, a sun shirt, more sunscreen, whatever you need in order to be sure that you are protecting yourself from the sun, being proactive instead of reactive. An extra buff, I always think is really helpful. You could fill it with ice if it was too hot. You can put it around your neck as an extra layer if it's too cold. You can never have too many buffs, (laughs) okay? That is a rule that I live by. 
You're also going to want extra food in your drop bag. So depending on where this bag is in relation to the aid stations, you will want extra food in there, especially if you are trying to eat more from your own stash than the aid station. Um, so keep that in mind. I especially like to put food in there that I'm looking forward to. So could be, I don't know, something that I don't normally see at the aid stations, but something that I know works for me and I can get excited about. So it's almost like, oh, if I can just make it to my drop bag, then I get X, Y, or Z, whatever it is. Along those same lines, you're going to want extra hydration mix, extra powder or extra pre-made stuff, especially if you are not using what is offered to you at the aid stations. So what I will typically do is take the, you can't see my hands, I'm like making this gesture. <laughs> I take the snack sized Ziploc bags and I portion out some tailwind into it and I just zip them up and stash them in there. That way I can grab what I need, either use it right away or throw it in my pack and have it at the ready for the next aid station that I get to. The last thing that I have on this list is a change of clothes, including a sports bra and underwear. And this is something that I think, again, is sort of like, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So I will put an extra set of clothes in there on the off chance that something doesn't feel right or I, you know, I don't know, you fall in the mud and everything gets caked and then it's chafing or you get super wet and then the temperature drops and you, you don't have, you know, enough stuff to keep you warm. But what you do have is dry clothes that you can change into. Again, I think it falls under the category of better to have and not need than need and not have. So what that looks like for you will be different than what it looks like for me, but keeping a change of clothes, a full set of clothes, tops, bottoms, sports bras, and underwear in there, I think will be helpful. Okay. Some things to keep in mind, like I mentioned before, is where on the course this bag will be and how many times you'll be able to access it. Because that might mean if you're multiple, if you're coming through that place multiple times, you may need to put multiple sets of things in there for you to be, to re-up your food, re-up your hydration, re-up your socks, re-up whatever it is. All right. Also, one other thing I want to be sure that you guys think about is that some races have specific rules about the size of your drop bag. Okay. Especially if it's a bigger race and there are hundreds of people think about the number of drop bags that they have to transport. They don't want you stuffing a duffel bag, like a body bag size duffel bag full of stuff. It just makes more work for them. So just double check and make sure that there aren't specific guidelines for how big that bag can be. And what I found is super smart is that if you pack all of your stuff inside a garbage bag inside your drop bag to keep it from getting wet, or just pack the stuff that you care about getting wet into Ziploc plastic bags. Like I've bought those big two gallon plastic bags and been able to, you know, put a whole change of clothes or stuff my whole jacket or anything that I just really want to be sure stays dry. I put it in there. Um, I've had bags get rained on during races where they said there's zero chance of rain. <laughs> I've had bags that were put down in 
puddles or dropped off the back of a cart that was going to the aid station. Like you name it, it's happened to me. Bags that were accidentally spilled on. So if you don't want your stuff to get wet, just proactively keep it dry, okay? And also don't forget to label your bag and make it big and clear and make sure that it's actually going to stick to your bag, right? So don't just put like a piece of paper and a safety pin on there, like make sure it's going to stay because those bags, they're not going to get treated well. I mean, they're not going to, race volunteers are not going to abuse them, but think about the number of bags that they have to transport, right? They're not going to use kid gloves on every single bag. They're going to get rubbed up against other bags. They're going to get thrown in, taken out, set down, moved, all that stuff. So make sure that it's like solid, whatever you use, duct tape, I don't know. There's, there's a million ways to do it, but just make sure that it's clear. It's got your name, maybe even your number on it and it's easy to see, and it's not going to come off. All right. So hope that helps you guys to start to think about the things that you want to put into your drop bag in run your first 50 K. I take you through a whole process of, okay, where's your race? What time of year? How many times will you access the drop bag? You know, where on the course is it? And we walk through step by step by step, how to figure out what you're going to need, what you're going to carry, all that stuff. But this episode in and of itself should start to get your wheels turning about, okay, can I have a drop bag? Can't I? Where is it going to be on the course? What do I think I might want in there? What do I want to carry on myself? Like you can start to coach yourself through this process and just go back to this list. You guys, one more time, real quick, extra shoes and socks, foot care items, body care stuff, baby wipes, extra layers to keep you warm, sun protection of some sort, an extra buff, food, hydration mix, and change of clothes right down to your skivvies, <laughs> okay? Keep that in mind as you start to prepare your drop bag for your next race. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but the countdown is on. I'm launching a new membership community in June and I'm really excited about it. Maybe you saw the video that I posted just the other day on social media about it. I'm, I'm going to do a whole separate podcast episode. So you have all the details, but just know that it's going to be a place where you can come and get some community, some resources and some coaching on running your first or your farthest ultra. If you're enjoying the podcast, this new membership community is for you. Or maybe even if you're in my private Facebook group right now and you want more, you love the community, you love the conversations, you're enjoying and making use of the resources that in there, but you feel like you need more to go to the next level, this membership is going to be for you. I'm essentially building it so that it's a one-stop shop for women's ultra running, okay? And it's not just gonna be me in there. I'm bringing in a bunch of my friends that are experts in their respective fields, things like nutrition and sleep and mindset and pre and postpartum and hormones and skincare and shoot all the things, right? Literally the one-stop shop, everything you need to know to do your first or your farthest ultra. But more on that to come. Keep your eyes and your ears peeled. I'll let you know when it's time to sign up. I can't wait to see you guys over there in June. That's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh